0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Long Lost Hero Podcast. I am Frank, one of your co-hosts, here with my buddy AJ. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Happy to be here, buddy.
0: Yeah, man. Um, so we are back. Uh, we recently reviewed uh, Dark Phoenix. We're kind of going to go backwards in, in time a little bit. Oh wait, no, forwards. This came out after. We're going to review Men in Black International.
1: Oh boy. Which we both have seen. Yes, but Not. we haven't review. talked about
0: it's more of a discussion, as our podcasts are. You know, you can't really. We don't put a score on things at the end of these. Yeah, but, um, we're
1: not going to tell you what to say.
0: Yeah, but uh, so Men in Black has been out for a few days, um, and uh, we're going to try and, and see a few more movies in this big summer movie season. Um, so you know, if you haven't seen all of the movies. We're going to just kind of put out the ones that we've seen out in, in some order, um, and you guys can pick and choose and listen, and when you get to them, because we know it's busy, it's hard for us to see everything, um, but uh, we're going to do our best. Um, it's good to be back after a hiatus from uh, when we were covering Game of Thrones. Um, we appreciate all of you guys for, for listening and supporting us during that time, which was super fun and
1: we hope Just you listen like, to these regular podcasts too. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then we're gonna we'll get back into some other more news related ones. Um, you know, New York, uh, not New York, uh, San Diego Comic Con is coming up soon. Um, teaser: AJ and I will be at New York Comic Con in October. Yes, so, that that we did book that. That is true. We are gonna be there. That's gonna be super fun. We I've never been. Um, Neither have I. I've never been either. So we're gonna we're gonna come up with some some ideas for how we can make that really fun and exciting for everybody. But um, Men in Black International, um, I guess the fourth Men in Black movie. Yes. Um, a bit of a reboot. Still kind of connected in, in some ways. Um, to the so, originals.
1: So let's talk a little bit about development. So this movie has been in development for a long time to do another yeah. Men in Black uh, film. And it was originally unveiled all the way back in 2014 in a much simpler and innocent time when Mm. North Korea was hacking our uh, movie studios because they were upset about the movies that they were watching and not about the president. And that's when we discovered that Amy Pascal and friends were discussing how they wanted to do potentially a uh, Men in Black and 21 Dump Street crossover. Holy crap, I forgot about that. Yeah, <coughs> what ended up happening was too expensive. Not really a, a practical thing to get all those big actors on uh, staff. The kind of way that the movies ended after that, and the way Sony kind of moved to do the big Goosebus- Ghostbusters reboot, meant them sent them on a different path. And I think that they definitely learned from the Ghostbusters reboot in a lot of ways. When you watch Ghostbusters, when you watch Men in Black International, yes, I agree. Uh, so. Uh, before we get any further into crazy spoilers, I did like this movie. I don't know if I loved it. I don't know if it's a great film, but I do think that this was definitely enjoyable at parts and it definitely, uh, reminded me and made me feel uh, excited about men in black again. Uh, and I hope that they are able to figure out a way to move these movies forward if they're going to, and if not, uh, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. What do you think, Frank?
0: I agree. Uh, man, we are we are in sync lately. Um, I think this movie... Is, so, like, I saw this movie on Saturday in the beginning of my doubleheader. Yeah, I saw um, this movie Saturday, too. So, you know, I started off with, with Men in Black and I um, ended with Dark Phoenix. And you can check out our, our episode on Dark Phoenix. But uh, suffice, suffice to say, I like Men in Black better than this. And so... Um, it 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 was a fun ride. I don't think it was all too complicated, but like it had. Um, I feel like they they this movie benefited from being kind of a, a soft reboot, and they 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 stripped it down, and they just kind of told a fun story with some new characters. Um, and it still had like a lot of those similar beats. I mean, it's been a long time for me since I've seen the original Men in Black. I I know I've seen them all, but like the Could I tell you the plots of them all? Probably not. I I think they. Well,
1: I I could kind of tell you the plot of something. The men in black have to find a small thing that is actually a really big thing. They have to go on mm. some kind of an adventure where we have to identify where the small, really big thing is. And then from there, there will be a fight to get the small, big thing. And uh, ultimately, probably the good guys will win. Um, Right,
0: and there'll be aliens and cool gadgets and and fun times and comedy and, like, heart and all of that.
1: Yeah, and I'm okay with that. And I think that this is, so this movie, I think, uh, in a way that um, other reboots or other, you know, movies of this nature in a franchise fail is that they don't give you um, the tie-in and familiarity of the world. So it doesn't seem to me like these are even like new sets. I'm sure that these are just sets that they had from the last few movies that they were able to be like, hey, let's bring this in. Let's bring in uh, Emma Thompson because she is great and it's believable that she would be the leader still today, so why not have her in the film? Sure. You know, uh, I totally— Wait, was she in one of the past ones? Yeah, she's in uh, Men in Black 3. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, so <laughs> she's in she's in this shit. She's a part of the universe and yeah, she's great. I uh I don't know. I think that this movie is fine. I I think that something uh, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, the first 3 men in black movies, you know, are to me are so still so associated with Will Smith. Yeah. And you know, I I did see Aladdin. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. But uh Having said that, you know, you really see, I think the Honest Trailer guy said it the best, you know, you see uh, Will Smith at the height, plateau, and depths of his powers in all three of those movies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing would make me happier than to see, like, a Will Smith renaissance, you know. And I think somebody said this to me the other day was, you know, Will Smith is never really the bad part of his bad movies, it's the bad movies, yeah, and yeah. I think that uh that that there's something to there's something to be said there about those uh second and third men of black sequels that you know he's there and he's doing his shtick and that's all fine and like you're kind of ready and there to see that but uh the the like tru- but uh the trouble is that when you get away from it you have to still find a way to be fun and and unique to the characters. And I don't think that this movie dug down as much as those other movies do or feel as, like, so tied to them. You know, like, it's just Thor and Valkyrie as Men in Black. (laughs) You know, they didn't even really try very hard. It's not like they got, you know, Thor and, uh, you know, uh, Rachel McAdams or they got, like, another Marvel team-up that doesn't make sense.
0: You know, it makes me wonder when when stuff like this happens in Hollywood, like, do they look at it as like, oh, these two actors and actresses have worked together before, they have great chemistry, let's see them do something else, or is it like purely coincidence? Like, I think
1: it's probably, I think, yeah, I think it's probably both, but I also think it's like, I have another controversial theory, that people don't necessarily want to see a man and a woman in a movie fall in love anymore. That they're yeah. kind of okay with, like maybe they're just like friends, and they like fight crime and they do stuff, and that's okay. And we don't have to see them kiss at the end of the movie. Sure. And um, I think that that they as a pair are like very convincing as within that kind of dynamic. Yeah, I mean,
0: not to like—I don't even think this is spoilers, but like, we'll get into it. But like, they—they they have more of a relationship than like Thor and Valkyrie do.
1: In this at movie, this point yeah.
0: I mean, I I think that they they at least they're teasing more than than Thor and Valkyrie. You know, I think for a, a while maybe one could have assumed that Thor and Valkyrie could have been something, but like moving forward after Endgame, I don't really think so.
1: No, I I, I no no no. I think that they it's the same dynamic. It's you know Valkyrie in the last one. You know she's so. The Asgardians are so old, like they look at time so differently than normal humans do. So, like I can understand that, like they don't deal with like the concepts that we deal with the same way. So, to me, like they're kind of exempt on that level. In this one, I I didn't think that there was like a spark between them and that they were gonna like fall in love. I thought that it was just like they worked together well and that Thor, excuse me, Thor, that uh, H and Chris Hemsworth did really play a different side of a. And men in black person than we've ever seen before. Like, mm-hmm. he played kind of a, a Han Solo-ish yeah. kind of, uh, you know, men in black, We where as, like, you know, Jay is so by the, you know, he's such a rookie, and then Tommy Lee Jones is such an old postman, and uh, you know, Thor is this kind of brash, Daniel Craig Bond-esque, you know, uh, MIB guy who's fallen in love, and you know, having relationships and doing this kind yeah. of crazy shit. He's a he's a little Kingsman
0: too. There's a little bit of that in there too. So like Yeah, yeah. They definitely tied into that as well. So, yeah. I mean, I th- I think that um they I mean, obviously they have great chemistry. I think there is there's definitely uh, some elements that like it's more about the 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 partnership that I don't want to get too far into it. But anyway, the partnership is great. Um there it's definitely that will they won't they like kind of be be buddies and they set things up along with the plot of like can we trust can they trust each other and all of that and i don't think that's anything to give away anyway so i, I there's not there's so much to, talk more about to say it. there's a ton to talk about more to say we got to get into spoilers because i don't i don't want to mess around anymore it's hard for me without you know Having the full discussion at our fingertips. Yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard. I, I think in a nutshell, we both liked it. I think it's interesting. Like you were saying uh, on our last episode um, on on Dark Phoenix, like it's a hard movie season. There's a lot of stuff coming out. A lot of things that are franchises, reboots, et cetera, and uh, box office isn't doing great. I, I mean, what's? Uh, I feel like this movie didn't fare too well in, in reviews either, right?
1: no it's uh I think it's no, I think it's a little too bland. It did make you know it it won the box office this past weekend, but you know that you gotta think of how much money they sunk into marketing. this movie's a loss that's what that's what's unfortunate yeah um so I, I don't, I, to me
0: I don't understand wh- where the hate's coming from um i feel like well it's yeah a fun time, i i
1: well but... I think that there's a few things that like bogged this movie down. The first thing is. I don't think people want a sequel to Man in Black without Will Smith that will talk similarly to our sure. X-Men without Hugh Jackman. But also I think that the Liam Neeson controversy didn't help that this movie had to happen either. You know, it's really unfortunate that this guy uh you know, felt these really racist thoughts after what had happened to his sister apparently a couple of years ago, Liam Neeson's sister got assaulted by somebody in London who she claimed was a black guy. And then Liam Neeson kind of went on a tirade for a couple of weeks, like, searching, you know, this, like, Scottish town looking for a black guy to beat up. And then told this story, like, on the radio, like, two people. Mm. Like, he those words, like, came out of his face about himself. Like, it wasn't, so like... He went full full taken on this. Yeah, like, he yeah. he was like, listen, like, I'm... Not only am I, like, my taken character, but, but, like, I'm kind of racist, like, and I understand people being like, yeah, this guy pretty much admitted he was a little bit racist, so that's that, that sucks, especially since, uh, you know, this movie is supposed to be for everybody. Everybody's supposed to be able to like Men in Black. Uh, so yeah, um, okay, let's get into, let's get into spoilers. Uh, all right, um... I like that this movie skips the training of her character to, like, learn about what Men in Black do, but I don't know if I loved how, like, she kind of came to just be a Men in Black, that she, like, found their secret shit and then showed up and then, boom, she's here. Uh, I I don't know. I kind of like it. I feel like... Even the first Men in Black, you know, Kay takes Jay to Jeebs to identify the gun and then takes him to the Chinese food place and neuralizes him. You know, like, so it it still takes a little bit longer. There's more, like, getting into Men in Black is an interesting um, place to play around in because we don't see so much of it. I think, though,
0: I think it's an interesting take, though, that they, they set up her character as someone that knows about Men in Black her entire life, has been seeking them out, and, like, she makes a great point. It's like if i can find you and i want to be a part of you like why why turn me away i would be a great agent because like i don't know to have that whole like uh, you know men in black finding them that doing that again would be kind of boring and that's also something that kind of was done with like kingsman recently and it, sure. it just feels like a trope that's been done it's like oh
1: you're going to be like welcome you harry potter you're a wizard like Sure. No, I I feel you, and I see why they didn't go that way. It definitely, the movie benefits from them not doing that. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know. Uh, I liked the international. I, you know, I think that it's fun that they played around in different cities. To me, it kind of felt like how, like, after Avengers 1... You know, everybody went to Europe or something like, you know, uh, the dark world is in London, you know, like uh, we're in Sokovia all of a sudden. Like, you know, like it feels like they're trying to get international, too. They're trying to appeal to the global market and make, you know, what it what should be a global team and in black bigger than just New York City. But I will say the most excited I got in the whole movie was when uh oh goes to uh M, molly our main character and she's like uh report back to uh you know men in black headquarters in new york i was like oh shit now i'm gonna get back to the shit because this is where because to me men in black is a big part of new york city yeah and for a while like it was a big part of that i would say late 90s you know millennium part of the uh the, the city um, there was just this great viral video. I don't know if you've seen it where like there's these guys dressed up in black suits, taking like a guy in a mask who's like dressed up as an alien out of like Washington <laughs> Square Park, <laughs> like in front of a <laughs> whole bunch of people. Oh. Um, like, so I don't know in the same way that like Ghostbusters is like a, a, iconic New York city movie. I think men in black, the franchise was, is an iconic New York city franchise.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and obviously I, I think to me, again, it's been a while since I've seen them all, but to me I, I know that it is so rooted in New York City, but I also felt like they were around in other places, especially I think in the third one.
1: Yeah, um, they go so to like, Florida
0: yeah, so like to to call this international and like make a big deal about it it's it wasn't like super globe hopping. I, I feel like they could have maybe even leaned into that no they more, went they I mean. went to Europe. <laughs> like they were, And then they, like, landed in in, in a desert.
1: You know, yeah, like, but uh, that was even connected to Marrakesh. And Marrakesh is in Morocco, which is part of the Mediterranean, which is near Europe. Yeah. So, no. Um, uh, the thing that I loved the most,
0: though, about this was, like, oh, go report to the Paris branch or the whatever. She gets on a train and she's in there, like... In like two minutes
1: <laughs> yeah that was that <laughs> yes, was very silly. I
0: love that that's great, and it's because it's like it looks like a New York City subway, and then yeah. it changes into this epic like hyperloop train. it's like, man, the future
1: yeah, so let's talk about the plot of this movie real quick, so there's a dingle uh there or a small thing that's really big <laughs> again, <laughs> uh so essentially it's this very powerful weapon that this horrible. Alien comes down to, you know, give to Men in Black. um, And then it's a little bit of a good little uh, detective story. I liked it, actually, in terms of the plot, in that the way the Dingle is uh, handled and and explained. I don't know if, you know, the Men in Black are always known for, like, understanding and relating that small things can be really big and big things can be really small, all this kind of stuff. Mm. So it doesn't really make sense to me that they just, like, fired that weapon off at a certain point. But I appreciated mm-hmm. that action sequence with the hover bike. I always love a good hover bike sequence. Um, and uh, I liked it. This movie kind of kept me guessing about what the Dingle had to do with anything and how they were going to use the Dingle. Um, yeah. And uh, I I appreciated that. What did you think about the MacGuffin, the, the super compressed star gun? What did you think about that? I thought it was cool. I mean it ultimately
0: to me like while it was important and it, it it it, but like to me it just it was more of like it, it pointed more to the conspiracy of, of of what was actually happening in the mole inside men in black to that was more of the like the plot than like the the importance of this like weapon at least that was the way i took it like it, you know because it was powerful but it's not like it I don't know. Could it destroy a planet? Like, if, am I mixing up my movies? I yeah,
1: know. I don't know. I, it's it, 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 it's not like a star star. Um, uh, what is it? Star Killer Base, right? No, it's not a Death Star. No. Um, so I don't know. It was a cute little. It was a cute little thingy. Yeah. I was fine with it.
0: I think the um the the, the,
1: the twins like
0: the non Matrix twins. Oh yeah. Like those guys were cool, and I, I fucking love the way that they looked as like aliens, and in, in that they were like these, they were, like celestial looking. Um... They didn't
1: play around with them enough, though. They didn't give them no. a backstory. They didn't explain who they were. No. Like, like, but, uh, but I,
0: honestly, like to me, as much as they they were set up as the villains, it's like they were clearly they were definitely a red herring in a lot of ways, right? And so, like, oh, you're Oh,
1: you're 100% right that they were a red herring, but I think that something that even the first movie kind of explains, I think, better than, like, just the generic idea of the hive, because, like, you know, fucking... Uh, Kay calls them bugs. Like, bugs live in a hive? What the fuck is the difference? When you see the hive, it looks similarly to a bug. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, they should have spent maybe another sentence or two in you know explaining like oh there's these other guys in there you know we've we've been dealing with you know new kinds of threats of different kinds of dark matter or energy that we're working with like i don't know give them some kind of a cool little backstory of who they who and what they are it and just say hey they're bugs they like sugar water they want to fucking you know take over the shit like that's all we need man that, you don't they need get to talk. wet
0: and they turn into monsters yeah that's all. <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah, uh, I like, I like those guys in concept too. Yeah. Um, so like
0: to me, I, I like the you know, the setup of, of the way this movie starts with, um, with Chris Hemsworth, H and, uh, high T and to me, like that scene happened. It's like, okay, this is important. Something happens here that, mm. you know, we're going to have to remember later on and like they're setting up. H all this time, like, oh, you know, uh, his friend, whatever, Kanurgle, Kanabada, whatever his name is, I don't remember, is like, you're different, something's wrong. And, like, ultimately we know at the end that he was neuralized. And so, but, like, it felt like they missed something. Like, H's character was acting so strange throughout the movie because he was neuralized. That was it? Right. Like, and I know that they were trying to set up the possibility that maybe he was the bad guy and that, yeah. You know, and that, Oh, we would never expect it to be Liam Neeson because he's, you know, Aslan and fucking like, uh, everything else that he's been, obviously he was bad and Batman begins, but anyway, um, <laughs> right. but you know, it's harder to believe that he would be the one that would be bad. Right. Um, yeah. But I just don't. At the end of it all, I just didn't buy that some of the, some of the way he was acting. I mean, maybe in context, it's like, oh, he he was acting out of heartbreak because of his relationship with whatever her name was. I don't know. It, it just it was a little bit weird. Um, I I think ultimately toward by the end they they resolved like his character arc, but like the way we got there was a little weird to me. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I just think that the it didn't feel um completed either. Like this movie felt uh um this movie felt like somebody like broke down like the Men in Black formula and like did plug and play. Like it's just like, okay, so we have to have the the silly, you know, exciting, you know, beginning part with some kind of alien. Okay, checks. And then we have to recruit somebody new. Okay, checks. And then we got to go and begin the part of the mystery. Okay. Checks. Then we have to get the MacGuffin. Okay. <laughs> like, they just, they literally go through every beat of the Men in Black movie. So, like, uh, I don't know. Like, to me, in some parts it zagged. I, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the actors uh, let on the way that the, the twist plays out. I also think they leave it ambiguous enough. So that you can have a twist, and that they give you certain different red herrings and possible plot directions that you want to see who kind of wrapped it all up, and that was okay. And I enjoyed the fact that like they played with uh, you know people being neuralized and how that you know can be you know misleading. We've never really seen them do that before yeah, that's true. in a, in this kind of a way uh and uh, I like the ending sequence in that it did bring me back to men in black one in the in the most ways than any of the other sequels did, in that it 's just like them and like this bug alien crazy thing, and they have to shoot it and deal with it, and they 're really high stakes, and we have to send a bomb through this big wormhole thingy and uh and save the day and i I dug that I was on i I want to talk about Tessa Thompson, who I think. Could have been really the headline of this movie, I. Yeah. You know, I think maybe you could have benefited from somebody who was not Thor who in this role. Uh, I don't. I don't think that he was. I don't think that he's bad, and I don't think that he makes this movie bad or downgrades it at all. I love how funny he is. I totally think he brings Will Smith's kind of humor in that, like he's this big action star, but he's also really funny. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know
0: what you're saying. It's like the fact that it's the two of them again and that they have really great chemistry is is great, but like it it means that neither one of them are able to like really elevate and be the star. Right,
1: exactly. Whereas I think Tessa Thompson maybe could have been the star of this movie. Yeah. And maybe it is. And whereas like Hemsworth never feels like the star of this movie. He always feels like supporting cast. But then you look at him and you're like, you're not supporting cast, you're fucking Chris Hemsworth. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like when you have Vince Vaughn in, like Jurassic Park The Lost World, you get to that part of the movie, you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know? So uh, it's, it, it, you know, it's silly. So uh, I hope that in the future they give her her own movie and that it's based on her meeting up with J and K or meeting up with, you know, O, and dealing with men in black. Like I'm down, I mean, I'm down for her to have new adventures in New York by herself. Maybe it's interesting to see one men in black agent, you know, dealing with a crime as opposed to two. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a couple of things, like I think it would
0: be really fun to have her be the focus of the next movie. And like, because she, I, I think this movie follows her through the plot more so than it does through H. And that I could see us if there was a sequel in some magical land where you know the amount of movie that this movie made money that this movie made and you know how much they spent whatever. If they could make a sequel, I would prefer to follow her than to perf- to follow H. Um she's M, right? M. Yes. Um but I think if if you have her meet up with like J or K, it has to be a cameo. Like it cannot be a team up because then no. she's no longer the hero. Then you have fucking
1: Will Smith there again. No, I think you like you bring like you show them like meeting like in like the lunchroom or something, sure. a- and like then you or you say like oh J and K are off world like that would be that's a great way to do it. Also, no another
0: way that they can do it because I think part of the fun of of these movies is that there are partners. Have her be the elder and have someone else be you know her new recruit kind of thing yeah because by, by the time that they get around to it it's like oh you can believe that she's been an agent for several years i'm cool with that yeah. uh, and then, and it doesn't have to be a huge name it could be like someone you know middle of the road that maybe you know but it doesn't need to be like chris hemsworth level but you know she can she i'm can glad
1: that this movie avoided movie. really bad cameos and i want to talk about probably the the stealer of the movie is Kumail Nanjiani as Pawnee. Uh, Dude, fuck, he's
0: so good.
1: He's amazing. Uh, he <laughs> steals the whole fucking shit. He's hilarious. He's adorable. He's great. Uh, so
0: I, I didn't, like, I didn't know who it was. And I was like, I recognize this voice, and like, it took me forever until, like, obviously the credits rolled. And I was like, oh. That's who it is. Like it's amazing, and he's, he's like he steals it. He's so good.
1: Oh, he's the he's the man, dude. So I uh, I hope that um, you know they they use the cameos as smartly as they did, or as edu- as uh, sparingly but as wisely as they did in this film. Cause like to me, like the Johnny Knoxville cameo in Men in Black Two does not hold up for the fuck of it. To use uh. David Cross again in Men in Black Two was kind of weird, where you have him totally die on screen in Men in mm-hmm. Black One, and then you bring him back in Men in Black Two, and it's like, well, what the what the fuck? Um, I don't know. I uh, they went away from the you know um, you know Laura Flynn Boyle as the bad guy. What the fuck? Uh, they really moved away from that shit, so that's cool. Yeah. Huh. What else can we say about Men in Black? Uh, you know, I uh, I wanted to hate this movie. I wanted to, like, say, like, oh, fuck this, fuck these people, fuck everything. Like, no, like, I... They made a good movie. They made me remember what I loved about the first Men in Black, in that it's a fun world that you get to play around and stomp in. And yeah. the, the trouble is, I think, maybe is it's so loosely put together that as soon as you start to pull the strings, it comes apart. That's why maybe two and three, you know, kind of feel as they did. But I got to tell you, like, I I like this film and I would see another one, you know, like it. I would continue to revisit this universe in whatever way they want to You know, keep it going.
0: I I agree. I mean, I think I was this was one that's like, oh, in the the height of the 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 summer with, you know, Avengers and Spider-Man and, you know, all the other Disney movies that are coming out and like Godzilla. It's like it's like. Well, you know, do I really want it? But it's like it looked fun. It looked like a good ride, and like I was pleasantly surprised. Like I rather have my expectations exceeded on a movie that was like mildly interested in um, than like really let down. Um, I would totally go and see the next one. Like if this is their X Men First Class, maybe the next one they can do is like a Days of Future Past, where they bring in, you know, some of the old players again. Like we were saying before, like that would be kind of cool. Like to to make because i feel like when they rebooted this they're like you know what we don't want to we need to move away from will smith we want to keep this franchise franchise going but like if they show that they can do it without him and then bring him in a little bit you're there have been a much better work. spot yeah i agree yeah. with you um uh i lost my thought go ahead
1: no, I, I I I don't know, man. I uh, Men in Black is a big seminal movie for me. I remember going to see it with uh, Ben Sher and his dad in, like, second grade. And, like, I remember Ben Sher's dad being like, hey, man, so, like, this movie is, like, it's rated PG-13. I saw it. It's funny, you know, but it's definitely a little gory and sloppy. And, like, there's going to be some, like, you know, thrilling moments. Are you guys cool? And I'm like, hell yeah. And, and <laughs> fucking loving it. And uh, I remember when, like... I the honest trailer guys really nailed this like this movie hit so much of the monoculture part of what it was to be you know a part of that experience when everything became about Men in Black where there was a Men in Black uh T cartoon there was a Men in Black Burger King toys there were Men in Black uh theme park rides like yeah everything kind of got blown up out of this one piece of IP and uh, you know that that time has kind of you know changed a little bit. So it was cool to go back and play around. I hope we can get to do it again. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm always down. I I remembered my thought. Um, and and I think where this movie
0: succeeds is that it, it doesn't rely like I'm comparing it to the Ghostbusters reboot.
1: That,
0: I mean, like, yeah, there's a direct there's a lot to draw directly from that. So much like like that is a, another example of like trying to bring back a franchise and, you know, putting in new characters. But, like, where they, in, in Ghostbusters, put in a bunch of actors and didn't give them their original roles, like, and just had them as cameos, like, they didn't even go there. They were able to say, like, we well, can...
1: you know what I think happened? I think that the... I think the Ghostbusters, like, is part of the problem that happens with how they market movies nowadays, and then it's all in a big room someplace. And I think at the time, they, like somebody in the room was like, you know what, everybody's like rebooting, you know, in universe. Let's not reboot in universe. It seems like it would be harder to do. We mm-hmm. probably can't get Bill Murray if we do that. You know, what does everybody think? You know what, let's just go this way, and then we can use this to set up how it's so different and so new and exciting. And yeah. then they're not tied to the old stuff. They don't have to get the blessings from the old guys. They don't have to deal with Dan Aykroyd. You know, like <laughs> they have like they can just do what they want to do. And uh, yeah. this, whereas, like, you know, I don't know who owns uh, um, Men in Black. It, maybe it's not I mean, it's a comic book, it, right? It's like, sure, I don't but it, remember who owns it. Yeah, but isn't Men in Black probably more like an inter- intellectual property idea than it is, like, somebody's comic book anymore? You know, like, that probably Ugh. got bought out years ago. Maybe. Um, I don't know. But anyway, th- to me, like, it just feels like this is something... They can play with more as a general idea, kind of like a Frankenstein almost, hmm. where you like this is a a concept, and even the movies are set up differently, you know? Yeah, the first movie is so gritty, the second movie has that weird intro with the moot with the uh fake TV show, <laughs> the third movie is time travel. I don't know, okay, yeah. so
0: um,
1: go ahead. yeah, I mean, and I, I the, what I was gonna say is like
0: with, with reboots, it's like. You have so many varying degrees of success, and um, you know, did you see um, the the trailer for Terminator? I did. Like to me, like you know, okay. you know,
1: I love Terminator, but like I don't, I don't know if we can handle it, man. I think it's just been too many, too soon, and I think I, that I we mean, have you, to tell you may them. Maybe right, but I feel like they're
0: going back in the right direction after the last one
1: yeah but just because they heard and saw what didn't happen with that like aliens 2 movie right where they're like instead of going back to the franchise as a whole let's go back to a movie that people like loved and do a direct sequel from that and disregard other things i think that's what they heard i think that they uh you know people forget that even james cameron was saying about genesis that he was like involved and thought that this was going to be the definitive one and thought that they could keep this going with a new uh you know Sarah Connor in Daenerys and and I'm sorry for Amelia Clark that it didn't really work out in her favor like I'm sure she had a big franchise deal for that shit but also like <sighs> nobody ever did what we all wanted which was to see Linda Hamilton back kicking ass right they never nobody ever gave us what we wanted and I think that this movie did that. It was like, you know what? You want to see people kicking, fighting aliens, starting for little things that are actually really big things, yeah. and you want to see them wearing these stupid suits and neuralizing people. You want to see it? Let's fucking give it to you. Yeah. And I think I think this movie played it safe, but
0: it also delivered in that way. It didn't. It didn't overpromise. It didn't like break the mold in many ways. And so I think it's a, a perfectly serviceable men in black movie. Um, you know, I, I would go see more. I, and I think in a lot of ways is probably one of the more successful reboots. And like, even though it's um, it is tied in, you know, like they still have a little bit of freedom because they, you know, it's not like they, they immediately address so many of the characters. Like you, you, you mentioned the Emma Thompson character of, Oh, but like, that's really it. Right? Like there's a yep. there's a, 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 a painting of J and K. That's about it. That's it. <laughs> so um and, and I guess is Frank still there, the dog, the pug? He was. So he was. um anyway, so um this was a fun movie. I'm I'm glad we saw it. Um we gotta see a movie together soon. Yes. It's been a while. But uh uh it's good to be back. I'm glad that we uh are able to recap some some films. Um stick with us everybody. We're going to be back. Yes. Even more so. You know, no more hiatuses. We're we 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 got to keep up with everything. Other movies we're going to talk about. We're going to try to do Godzilla, we're maybe going to do Toy Story. We're definitely going to do Spider-Man. Um Stranger Things is coming up soon. Uh Comic-Con. Like there's so much to talk about in the next month alone. Like how can we not be back? So, um, after that, we'll see, uh, you, we never know. Um, and, and we, we want to get back to just like our general news story topics and our other fun ideas. Please, you know, if you have ideas of what you want to hear us talk about, please write in, you know, info at longlostheroes.net. We would love to hear your thoughts. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, L at LH
1: podcast anytime.
0: Um, Anything else, buddy? D- did you like this movie? Is this is this what you were hoping for?
1: Yeah, it was more than I thought I was going to get, and I'm happy that it's done and it was good. And uh, I'm excited to, uh, you know, continue seeing summer movies. I nothing makes me happier than uh, getting out of the heat and uh, chilling in the AC.
0: I agree. It's great. It's a great time. All right. All right. Well, uh, you know, any, anything else? Uh, this this has been. A good ride. Um, if you guys have thoughts on Men in Black International, we would love to hear about it. Um, otherwise, stick with us in the next few weeks, and we'll have another episode for you to enjoy. Um, so, have a great night, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, bud. Take care.